You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's the Monday water cooler chat. Bengals fans, we're here to bring you the news and notes about the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC North, and around the NFL. We're going to go through a lot of different stuff, just slamming you with all kinds of content this week on CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I am Anthony Cazenza, happy to be with you to start your week off right, get you informed so you can sound like the smartest person at your Zoom meeting in your office, if you're still going to the office, wherever you may be traveling to this week, however your certain area is handling things, but happy to have you with us, even though I know that uh, yesterday was not ideal. Yesterday was not an ideal situation for the Cincinnati Bengals and their fans watching that game, and uh, you know, tough one to swallow, but we're going to get through a lot of stuff. Some of it pretty ugly and as it goes with the Cincinnati Bengals and the news surrounding that team. Some of it predictable, but some of it really informative. And then again, we're going to kind of take a little tour around the uh, AFC North as well. And I'm going to be sharing my screen for those of you joining us, whether it's on uh, Facebook, YouTube, or now Twitter, and you're watching the video of the broadcast here, you'll be able to kind of see some of the things I'll be sharing from my screen here. So you can kind of check out and reference what we're doing there. And then of course, if you're joining us via audio, we always love our downloaders as well. So appreciate the support there, whether it's for our show, Matt Minnick's Chalk Talk, Orange is the New Black, the podcast from Ace and Zim. They also did an awesome post-game wrap yesterday. So go check that out too. Just to let you know, and I'll remind you at the end because that's what I like to do, but just so you know, we've got a jammed week on the show. We've got this water cooler chat today. We've got a Sam Hubbard interview that will be dropping this week as well. We're catching back up with him, courtesy of Pepsi. We've got our Wednesday evening show. Tim McGee is set to join us for that. Matt Minnick's going to be bringing you some Chalk Talk episodes throughout the week. As I mentioned, Ace and Zim will be bringing you another episode or two throughout the week. We've got listener questions live on Friday, so make sure that you start sending those our way. You can always send those to us live as we take the air or get in touch with us a number of different ways and start teeing us up with some of your Bengals questions. We're going to get to that. We've got the pregame show by Narragansett Beer on Sunday uh, before the game as the Bengals get set to host the Dallas Cowboys. And then, of course, we've got the postgame show with myself and Ace and Zim doing their postgame show too. So a lot of content this week trying to slam you. It's our holiday gift to you, our holiday gift to you, bringing you all kinds of different stuff. So we uh, we hope you enjoy it. I've got a lot to share with you guys, a lot of things to share, and I'm going to start with a video. And this came across this morning. It is from Pat McAfee, the former punter, real just kind of uh, interesting character, 
if for those who know Pat McAfee, very interesting character. And if you see, when you see this video, you're going to see him in a neck brace. And the reason he was in a neck brace, I guess, is he was doing some WWE stuff, or I don't even know what it's called now. I don't watch wrestling, but WWE, WWF, what have you. Um, he was kind of doing a lot of kind of crazy stuff with that, I guess, over the weekend or sometime recently. And so he's sporting a neck brace, but he's talking with Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy had three sacks yesterday against the Cincinnati Bengals, a big game. And this is a little disheartening to hear. It's an interview with Kyle Van Noy talking about how he just kind of knew that he was in for a big day against the Cincinnati Bengals. This came across Monday here. I'm going to share this here and we'll start there. I want to let you know yesterday you had one of the greatest days in the history of football. How do you, did you know it was going to happen going into the day or what was it? Just something I, I called my shot. I told, I told wifey the night before I told her the time I woke up and then I told players on the bench and luckily I was mic'd up. So they got to actually, Get it in real life. What did you say? What did you say on that mic'd up thing? I just said I was. I'm about to get a three piece today. I can't say <laughs> three piece today. Sure enough, I got my first sack. It was kind of weak, you know. He, he kind of just ran into me, and I got him before the line. But I'll take it. A sack's a sack. Absolutely. The second one, I had to work for it a little bit. Set up the guard. Nice little move. And then the third one, ooh wee. I almost got the ball out. That's what I'm mad about. I was close, but I had a good game. But I want to credit to our defense, man. It's not just me. Our whole defense is playing well. Uh, I, I want to be on the front lines of shouting out Xavier and Howard. Oh, yeah. Definitely be in that conversation for defensive player of the year. It's crazy he's not. Maybe because we play in Miami and our media needs to be better. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's balling. He needs to be in that. All right, so we'll stop it there because, you know, they're talking a little bit more about Xavier Howard and, of course, the, the you know, the ridiculous. If you joined us for the postgame show, you would have heard me talk about the, the ridiculous officiating crew and how they handled things yesterday. But the point of this is, look, Kyle Van Noy is a guy who played – he was drafted by the Detroit Lions. He went to the New England Patriots – one Super Bowls there, and then he was now is part of the Miami Dolphins, who is who are coached by, they're coached by Brian Flores, who is part of the Belichick tree. And so Flores obviously knew what he was getting with Kyle Van Noy and, and knew how to use him. And he's been an effective player since really leaving Detroit, a little bit of a disappointing guy in Detroit. And then lo and behold, he goes to two organizations that are instituting the Patriot way, and he ends up being a, a pretty solid contributor for to both teams. So it's a pretty sad state of affairs when a lot of us complain about the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line and who they put out there and their performance, what we see time and time again. And I'm going to show another tweet here in just a second, uh, just time and time again, in terms of the, their lack of performance and the Bengals continue to trot that line out there. And you have guys even on the opposite side of the field um, that just knew going into the week, they were going to have a big game based on the matchup that they were going to be pitted against. And that's a pretty sad state of affairs, pretty sad state of affairs for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't want to keep piling on negativity, but this is where we're at with things, folks. I mean, two, nine and one, two and 14 last year. And, you know, there is 
just uh, more and more hard news to swallow when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. And Kyle Van Noy kind of cemented some of that in terms of the offensive line. This team needs a lot of work. The Cincinnati Bengals need a lot of work and a lot of influx of talent. And they need to spend a lot of money this offseason if they're going to write this ship correctly and, and keep their – I mean – Joe Burrow can't keep being tossed behind that offensive line the way it's constructed. Just can't. Um, otherwise, this these same awful injuries or or other ones will continue to pile up against him, and he'll he'll have not the career that everybody wants him to have. So, uh, interesting stuff from Kyle Van Noy on the Pat McAfee show here, and just kind of to belabor the point, this is a tweet from Paul Daner Jr. via re, he's relaying some Pro Football Focus scores, and we'll get to some of those, but. One of them is from Michael Jordan. Look at the bottom here. A pass blocking grade of 7.1 for Michael Jordan at guard. 7.1. T. Higgins and Drew Sample had a nice day too. I think uh, Drew Sample had a really nice day. Um, You know, he's starting to kind of turn a corner a little bit. I know he had the fumble last week, but, um, you know, if if you ask our coach, Matt Minnick, he thinks that that was maybe a little bit more because of a poor throw placement on the on the on the throw to Drew Sample from Brandon Allen last week that kind of caused the ball to get dislodged a little bit but uh you know Drew Sample's turning a corner hey look I mean I think we all see what Drew, what DK Metcalf is doing in Seattle and the Bengals could have drafted him as a wide receiver and you know, hopefully he would have been something close to what he's showing in Seattle with the Bengals. And you always, when you look at Drew Sample, you always look at a pick like that or some other offensive lineman that they could have had, that sort of thing. But for now, Drew Sample, I I know it's not uh, necessarily up to snuff where normal second round players are, but he is starting to turn a corner and starting to kind of integrate himself in the offense in a nice way. So this is a nice score, especially against a, um, uh, Miami defense that's pretty good. I mean, you heard Kyle Van Noy talking about Xavier Howard and others there. Uh, you know, it's a nice day from Drew Sample and T. Higgins as well, but 7.1 pass blocking grade for Michael J- Jordan. Yikes. Uh, I mean, uh, scores in the 50s are deemed really poor or below average by PFF. Um, you know, you, you got to get into the 60s or 70s to even kind of be considered average or okay on the day. And, uh, it's, it's that, that score is just really eye opening for Michael Jordan, really, really eye opening. And that's a shame because I actually, personally, I really liked that pick when the Bengals made it. I thought he was a guy, I knew he was going to be a developmental guy and knew he was going to be a project guy. He was, I think the youngest guy on the roster last year. And so you knew you had to give it a little time. You had to give it a little time, but now much like everything else in the Zach Taylor era, we're now kind of, Hey, it's time. You know I mean? It's we're, we're into two years here and he keeps getting a lot of snaps. He keeps getting a lot of playing time. A lot of these other guys do as well. You're starting to see a little bit of the fruits of the labor from Drew sample, as I mentioned, but you're not seeing it from Michael Jordan at a very, very imperative position on, on the Bengals team. So not a good look there, but a couple of nice scores from an overall pretty, pretty poor performance by, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's another one, guys. I don't, I don't like this one. I don't like to share this one. I, you know, I would have addressed this quite honestly in the post game show. I would have addressed this had I seen it. Uh, I, I didn't see it until afterward, and it's making its rounds via Twitter. Uh, 
I've been asking quite a bit about why Sean Williams hasn't been playing on defense. You would have thought with Von Bell clearly showing some issues in deep coverage, but playing very well in the short yardage area, the intermediate area. He had another another uh, fumble recovery yesterday. Um, you know, kind of he, he played pretty well. Jesse Bates played pretty well again. And, you know, you're, you're kind of seeing, you know, why don't you kind of use those guys and mix mix and match some looks to help out your pass defense a little bit. You know, Sean Williams a couple of years ago was one of the best overall players on the team. He had like five interceptions. He and Jesse Bates led the team in tackles. He was he had a very good year in 2018, even though the team did not. And then since the Zach Taylor era, his defensive snap count has gone down, down, down. Well, he started to get more yesterday. And this is a video. It's on CincyJungle.com. It's on, I'm going to share it here in just a sec. It's on CincyJungle.com. You can find it on Twitter as well. Sean Williams, and you be the judge of this, Sean Williams appears. And this is this is in conjunction with the brawls that happened, the Tyler Boyd ejection, and you know whatever you want to think about how unfair of the calls were. And I think a lot of them were, the, the officials were just in over their head yesterday. But this is not a good look, in my opinion, by Sean Williams. It appears that he, after a play, is stepping on the ankle of Solomon Kinley, a rookie offensive lineman. By the way, those, that was a guy that we kind of thought the Bengals may have had a little bit of interest in, Solomon Kin Kinley. But this is um, a little disheartening to see, especially from a guy who uh, is kind of clinging to playing time and his career is kind of at a crossroads, at least with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I don't know if this is more frustration boiling over. Check this out if you can see it. Uh, this is a tweet. Again, the guy don't don't really love the caption of Bengals gonna bangle, but we are big guys is the Twitter handle. Uh, I didn't see this in the game. I didn't see that. I just missed it, um, and, and it started to come through. So check this out, and you you make the call here as to what happens with Sean Williams. Again, he is number thirty six. Let's watch it again at the end here, getting up off the pile in 66, Solomon Kinley looks up at him. Uh, he's stumbling out of a pile. I, I don't, and he's looking a different direction. I don't know. I don't know if you want to, I, I don't know what's going through his mind right there. Uh, but not a good look. And that's probably the last, this will be the last time we can look at it here, but I, I, that's, if that's intentional, that's Bush League stuff. That is not, that is not uh, good. I, I don't want to accuse him of anything because it very well could have been, I mean, you're seeing a lot of different reactions here. Guys step on guys all game. Everything doesn't get caught from man, man, Clyde. I get it. Um, doesn't look intentional from Jonathan Johnson there. Uh, Kay says cut him too. Um, according to that video, that looks deliberate. I mean, it's just, Make of it what you will, but it's floating out there and it's getting a lot of attention. And when you have a, a day, a game that showed a lot of ugliness by both teams, you know, a coach comes on rushing onto the field and benches clear and all this kind of stuff. That's not a good look. Um, it very well could have been something innocent and accidental. I, again, I don't want to accuse him of stuff, something that I'm not in his brain. So I don't know exactly what it, I'm just relaying the video here, but it does look, we've seen, Perfect. Do some some things like that in the past, and you know you could argue whether those whether or not those, some of those were intentional. 
We've never seen this from Sean Williams. So there's not really a track record here in terms of dirty play necessarily from Sean Williams. So it's a little surprising to see this, especially if it was intentional. No, I no idea. But that's a guy that the, the point is, is if it was intentional, something that he intentionally did, this is a guy who really has, I mean, kind of have this big fall from grace in terms of endearing himself to the coaching staff, getting playing time and all of that. And frustrations are boiling over. It, could you consider the Mike Thomas, the, the both hits yesterday, a little bit of the same, a little bit of reckless play, particularly on the second one, not so much on the first one, but a little bit of reckless play, maybe on the second one, especially when you already had a penalty on the first one. Maybe you kind of play a little bit safer if you're Mike Thomas. I don't know. Uh, but I just I saw that video late yesterday. It was actually I saw it after the post game show, and I wish I would have addressed that or at least brought it up there. But maybe it's better <laughs> I didn't. Uh, but I wanted to share that with you in case you hadn't seen it. Pretty interesting stuff, and who knows if it's intentional or not. You look at it, you could say definitely intentional. You could look at it and say totally accidentally stumbling out of a pile. But it's there and it's on video. And take it for what you will. Let's keep going. And before we do, again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Happy to have all of you with us. we got a lot of people joining us. So you must be on either your lunch break, you might be on your mid-morning break, might be on your after, late afternoon break, depending on where you're joining us, but trying to keep you informed. So when you talk to your coworkers, whether it's virtually or in person, you can tell them all this stuff about the Cincinnati Bengals, about the NFL, about the AFC North, and sound like you are a well-informed football fan. And you don't even have to credit me. You don't even have to credit us. You can just steal it. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Trust me, because I love you guys. You're awesome. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to keep going here in just a second, go through some snap counts and a little bit of other injury news. Again, you can join us via the Orange and Black Insider YouTube channel below my left. Right in here, there's a little button to click. You can click that button to subscribe. Be notified when we go live and when we have new material. We've got a lot of material coming out this week especially, but more going forward as well as the the season begins to wrap up. So get it on YouTube, get it on Cincy Jungle's Facebook page or on the Orange and Black Insider Twitter account. You can join us live there or download all of the audio on your favorite streaming platform. So appreciate it. Let's go here. This is the snap counts. And again, this, this seems to be, I'm not going to try and take too much time here. I, I always say that. And then I go through like almost every player and I apologize. It may get a little tedious, but it's to me, I find this stuff interesting. I find the snap count stuff interesting because you, you start to see maybe who's in the coach's doghouse and who is not. Again, Look at BJ Finney. I don't I don't understand this one. You make the trade for Carlos Dunlap. You get barely anything out of it. You get a backup lineman and you get a, ba- a, a seventh round pick. Uh, you're, you're having Michael Jordan struggle. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know why you don't maybe give BJ Finney a shot. Maybe you move Trey Hopkins back to a guard spot and BJ Finney is a center. Maybe you try BJ Finney at a guard spot. I hate the musical chairs and I hate the lack of continuity on an offensive line, but it, it's still not working guys. It's still not working up front and they need to, if you're making moves to get guys like BJ Finney, either you knew right away that you're just getting a straight up backup offensive lineman and he is never going to start for you unless you are in an absolute pinch. 
Um, or I, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't, I don't understand the rationale there. I, I just, you know, uh, not, not sure what's going on there, but I mean, that was a guy you, you acquired. Um, you see here, Mackenzie Alexander, by the way, I, I keep being impressed with Mackenzie Alexander. I like him as a slot corner. I hope the Bengals find a way to keep him around beyond this year. LaShawn Sims getting 97% of the snaps. He struggled again. Um, you know, it's not really, Sims was not brought in to be an outside starting boundary corner for this team, which is the role he is now pressed in. You got Trey Waynes out, you got Darius Phillips out. Um, I mean, it's just, he's pressed into action that he should not, this, this should be a number four or five corner on this team. And he's playing as their number two guy, basically. And it's, it's, it, it's a shame because he's kind of showing his struggles. There was a deep ball that was missed by Tua to Jakeem Grant yesterday and Sims was on the coverage. Grant's a very fast guy, and Sims was, you know, maybe a step or two behind, but um, it didn't get completed, but it very well could have. Grant probably should have caught that ball, but it would have been a big play, and it would have been on Sims, and he just continues to struggle. William Jackson, 97% of the snaps. Uh, three passes defended yesterday for William Jackson. He kind of, he did have a penalty against him as well, but two passes defended. Two of the three were in the end zone. Uh, pretty good day by William Jackson. And you see Jalen Davis was out there for a snap. Uh, Sam Hubbard, 79% of the snaps. They're kind of ha- asking him to do a lot of different things on the defense. Khalid Kareem, the rookie, 17 snaps. Margus Hunt, 43 snaps. Carl Lawson, 47 snaps. Only 67% of the snaps for Carl Lawson. When you are really down on some edge rushers, uh, that's that's a little uh, it's a little questionable there. Mike Daniels, 34 snaps. Geno Atkins, 13 snaps. 13 snaps. Xavier Williams, 27 snaps. Christian Covington had 40, and it was a surreal moment when Christian Covington went down with an injury and you had Geno Atkins coming in as a backup. So either that shoulder is bothering Geno Atkins more than we know, or he's another one of these Marvin guys that is disenchanted with the new coaching staff, or he's you know, father time's caught up with him. Maybe a mixture of all three. I don't know. But that's 13 snaps from Geno Atkins is very, very interesting. They continue to do different things with the linebackers. You see 40 across, uh, 40 for Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt. Josh Bynes, 48 snaps. Jordan Evans had a few more defensive snaps. Marcus Bailey got in there for a few defensive snaps as well. Davis Gaither, he had a nice tackle tackle for loss at the goal line there in the in the game. It kind of flew in off the edge on the backside and came in and made a tackle on, uh, I think it was Miles Gaskin. So a really nice play by him there, but only seven defensive snaps for Akeem Davis Gaither there. Michael Jordan, you see 88% of the snaps and that's 7.1 pass block grade by pro football focus. Uh, Quentin Spain, all Snaps 52. He was also seen being held back by teammates. Apparently, he was trying to engage Dolphins players after the game. Suafilo didn't get in till the very, very end. He was their prize, one of their prized free agent acquisitions. They're really their only free agent acquisition, at least in terms of the spring outside acquisitions. Signed a two-year deal with the team. Only played six snaps, and uh, it was kind of his first snap since uh, week one. He he hurt his ankle, and you know. Still waiting for more on Jonah Williams. That may come out later today. So waiting to hear about the severity of the knee injury to Jonah Williams. Got in 75% of the snaps, but him potentially suffering a significant injury is just the mudslide. 
that is 2020 for the Cincinnati Bengals. It just keeps coming and it is just bad news, bad news, bad news. So hopefully it's nothing severe there, especially after he missed all of last year, be ashamed to to suffer another significant knee injury or another significant injury in general for Jonah Williams, but he did get in 75% of the snaps, Bobby Hart, all 100%. And there was a, a lot of struggles on tape by Bobby Hart. And it seemed like a lot of miscommunication between he and Spain as well. Hakeem Adeniji did come in for Jonah Williams, 25% of the snaps. Uh, and then you see here, you know, kind of a little bit of a split on the running back duties there. Travion Williams did not get a snap. Sean Williams only had the seven snaps on defense. And, uh, you know, one of them was that play there. So that I, that I played just a minute ago. Then you see there, Drew Sample, 45 snaps at tight end. Mason Shrek, uh, one snap, he got a... <laughs> he got a throw to him and he dropped it. So not a good day for Mason Shrek. Seathan Carter, 14%. Tyler Boyd, unfortunately, got ejected early, 24 snaps. Had the huge 72-yard play for a touchdown. Mike Thomas, 13 on offense, and then was playing special teams as well. A.J. Green, 87% of the 87% of the snaps, one target, no catches. His fourth catchless game of 2020 to this point and second in a row. So that is the snap count. Uh, I don't mean to belabor that point, but it is it is kind of an interesting picture as to what these coaches are doing with certain players and what these players are doing when they're being utilized. Are they making the most of these snaps? A lot of them aren't. A lot of them aren't, unfortunately. So uh, that is is a little bit of that in a nutshell here. Kind of quickly, Brandon Allen, I guess I can share this one real quick. Brandon Allen says he's fine after leaving the game. It looked like maybe a a rib injury. He kind of got sacked and landed on the ball or a chest injury, shoulder injury, that sort of thing. So Ryan Finley came in later, but uh, According to Paul Daner Jr., and again, this is on CincyJungle.com, he's okay. It was just my win, and I knew that I would – I knew what it was uh, beforehand. Trying to get words out was fine, but I wasn't able to get my breath back for a while there. Couldn't really spit out those words. So good news is it wasn't – it didn't seem to be something severe unless they do more testing this week. But, um, you know, the, right now with Brandon Allen, I know he's not lighting the world on fire – but we've kind of seen what we've seen from Ryan Finley in a handful of starts and backup mop-up duty. And we've seen what we've seen from Brandon Allen. And really the rest of the way is just to see if Brandon Allen is a viable backup quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals at this point to Joe Burrow. And he's showing a little bit of good, but a lot of blah. So maybe with more snaps, he continues to improve. We'll see. But at this point, uh, the rest of the way is really that's one of the main goals for the rest of the year is to see if Brandon Allen can become the backup quarterback for the Bengals and be an effective guy in emergency start should they need it beyond 2020. Just want to share this real quick. I'm not going to go through much of it because I've already gone through a number of different things, but just to remind you all, there is also a link share. On CincyJungle.com, it's it's the Bengals news, um, and you can see here there's a lot of different links to a lot of different areas. So go check that out as well. There's a lot of uh, – I've gone through a couple of these, but um, just for the sake of time, can't go through all of them. But there's a lot of stuff from Bengals.com. There's a lot of stuff from the Inquirer, the Athletic, 
a lot of great stuff in here. It's on cincyjungle.com. So I want to encourage you to check those out. Lastly, on the Bengals front, uh, this is by Kevin Patra on NFL.com. He relayed this. A number of Cincinnati Bengals and Dolphins. There, there's not going to be suspensions, not for Brian Flores for coming on the field, not for Devontae Parker hitting a Bengals coach or trainer. It's uh, going to be a lot of fines, I think, folks. And we'll probably you'll probably see Devontae Parker, Xavier Howard, Tyler Boyd, probably Mike Thomas, maybe Flores. I don't know. But the participants in the Bengals Dolphins melee will be reviewed for possible fines and not suspensions. Let's see if there's a quote in here as well. Um, Flo- oh, well, there's one from Brian Flores. We've got to do a better job of keeping our poise. That starts with me. I've got to do a better job of keeping my poise. But look, I'm going to stick up for my players. They're going to stick up for each other without getting penalties, without hurting the team. But we've got to do a better job of keeping our poise as a team. Neither team really showed great poise yesterday, as evidenced by the video I showed of Sean Williams, whatever you want to take from that, intentional or not. And the fact that the Bengals players were retaliating, the Quentin Spain story, it was just an ugly, ugly day. Ugly day. Ugly performance by the Cincinnati Bengals on the field and both teams just showing not a lot of composure. And the Dolphins in particular were doing a lot of things after the whistle. A lot of shoves, a lot of punches, a lot of nudges, a lot of different things to kind of goad the Bengals. I don't know if there were some words exchanged beforehand or what the situation was, or like we've kind of hinted at at a couple of different occasions. I don't know if there's a boiling point that has been reached by these Bengals players and the fact that they're not winning games. They're putting in all the work during the week and they're not winning games. And then, of course, you don't have your franchise quarterback, the one guy that probably was a big part of the glue that kept this team together, and he's not there anymore, at least not for this year. So... Uh, at any rate, let's go to the NFL side of things. Um, there is a Dan Hansis article on, I guess I don't need to share. Well, I guess I will. Uh, Dan Hansis, of course you can take these for what you will, but Cincinnati Bengals power rankings, Cincinnati Bengals are ranked 30th. That may be predictable to, to a lot of you, but uh, here's what, what they had to say here. The Bengals began life without Joe Burrow with a commendable effort, but they'll need Brandon Allen to be better if they're going to find another win before the end of the season uh, and a lot more there. So um, this is a uh, power rankings there. And then of course this came across here and I thought this was pretty interesting because of the situation and a lot of people calling for coaching changes in Cincinnati, the Jets fired uh, defensive coordinator Greg Williams. And there was a a situation where the Jets had the lead uh, over the Raiders. And here's the play here. You can see the video. Uh, There was like a cover, I think it was a cover zero. um, And they, they didn't, they weren't playing anyone deep. They had the lead. And then of course there is the, single coverage on the outside. I think it was Henry Ruggs who had the game winning play. So, you know, definitely got a lot of speed there. And of course the jets uh, fail and are winless. Oh, and 12, oh, and 12 are the jets. So uh, 
the the defensive coordinator Greg Williams, who was in Cleveland and you know was maybe in position to take over that sort of uh, was in the conversation to potentially take over the job. He was an interim coach. Uh, they went with Kevin Stefanski instead, so he moved to the Jets, and now um, he's out of a job. They fired their defensive coordinator. He's out of a job. So that is some interesting news on that front. I'm going to pull up just a little bit, see if we got some extra AFC North news. I know there was a lot of talk about Cleveland and Baker Mayfield's performance on Sunday. He had a nice rebound game. And now all of a sudden, I mean, the the opinions on that guy, just yo-yo. It's just, it's really funny. You know, he's terrible. He can't do anything. And then, you know, you got some Browns homers thinking that he's, you know, an MVP candidate. Hey, the, the Browns are nine and three. They just beat the Titans. And it's hard to, to determine exactly how good the Titans are at this point in time because the Bengals beat the Titans. So, I, you know, and the Titans seem like such world beaters and they just are not, they can't consistently, at least this year, beat certain teams. 41 to 35, the Browns beat them in Tennessee nonetheless. So pretty surprising win, I guess, by some, by some folks. And here's, here's the, the game by Baker Mayfield, 25 of 33, 334 yards, and four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Great game. But of course, he's also got the solid running game to rely upon as well. So, but hey, I mean, they, they're winning and they're playing well under Kevin Stefanski. So you gotta, you gotta tip your cap to them a, a little bit, at least nine and three. I think if they go into the postseason and they get pitted against, you know, a Baltimore, a, a Pittsburgh, or Kansas City, et cetera, I don't know that that'll fare well for the Cleveland Browns. I don't know that they've got enough firepower. They kind of remind me a little bit of maybe the 2014 Cincinnati Bengals, you know, a couple injuries here and there, but, you know, a decent team, uh, a lot, you know, talent at a lot of different spots, up and down quarterback play a little bit strong running game that kind of reminds me a little bit of 14 and the Bengals went to the playoffs that year. They're just kind of a, a team that reminds me of that. And then of course you've also got Pittsburgh playing today or tonight for some of you, 5 PM Eastern, 2 PM Pacific. They're playing the Washington football team in Pittsburgh. So really weird set of scheduling for the Steelers. They had the game on Wednesday afternoon and they've got a Monday afternoon evening game. Uh, coming up here, and then they've got another game just kind of shortly after that. So uh, weird set of circumstances for the Steelers, but hey, they're 11-0 at this point, and they're playing, they're hosting a 4-7 Washington team. We'll see how they do there. We went really long today. I normally don't go 35 minutes, I don't think. Usually I'm about 10 minutes shorter than this, but uh, at any rate, I appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to get on out of here. Got to a lot of different stuff on the water cooler chat this week. Want to remind you, we've got a Sam Hubbard interview dropping this week. We've got Tim McGee joining us on the deep dive show on Wednesday with John Sheeran and myself. We've got listener questions live on Friday. So start submitting those to us and we'll get to as many as we can and have yours answered on air. We'll have the pregame and postgame show by Narragansett beer on Sunday 
And of course, in between, you've got some Chalk Talk stuff from Matt Minnick and Orange is the New Black from Ace and Zim. Get all the stuff on the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel on your favorite audio streamer. Get it on our YouTube channel. Get it on our Twitter account. We stream live there. Get it on Cincy Jungle's Facebook page. And then, of course, keep it to CincyJungle.com for all your news, opinions, analysis, everything related to the Cincinnati Bengals. Appreciate you guys tuning in and hanging with me for a while. Have a good rest of the week. We'll see you soon. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.